Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd, and uh, today is the second appearance for Giovanni and the Higher Guns to co-host The Rock 30. Uh, good to see you again, and, and good to be here in Austin with you, man. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise. Always good to see you, man. As I was walking up here to the uh, the street today, you know, the first thing I see, they've got this beautiful marquee, because this is a historic theater, and there it is, man, sold out. I, yeah. I love seeing that. It's got to be cool feeling to see your name in lights like that. Absolutely, man. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool, man, and I feel like it's starting to... Uh, become more of a thing here in Texas for us, man. And it's it's insane, dude. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm proud of you guys, man. Well, uh, I'm interviewing Giovanni, uh, and they're on tour right now with Los Lonely Boys. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about this tour, because I know last time we had a smaller venue here, and now you know, you're know you playing some of these bigger rooms with, with this band, and I think it's a good fit. I mean, are, are the fans, uh, are they, what, what's their first reaction when they hear some of your songs? Yeah, whenever we uh, announced that we were going to go on, on tour with Los Lonely Boys, you know, everybody started freaking out. So it's like, you know, it's a really cool, and I think it's a really neat uh, uh, matchup with us, man. And then we're both, you know, Mexican-American, so it's it's really cool, man. So Well, you know, these guys here are no strangers to the Grammy Awards. Of course, the Grammys were just handed out earlier this year. Maybe some of that will rub off on you guys, because, I mean, I think you guys are— I mean, I just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago with, uh, you know, bands talking about how rock is, you know, during the daytime now. It's not right. even on the televised portion. So I'm hoping with some of the diversity we've been talking about seeing with Hardy and yeah. and Coetzo, we'll talk about a little bit later on, and you as well. I mean, it, it, did you watch the Grammys? Did you get anything out of it at all? Um, I just caught, like, clips of the Grammys and... Some of the speeches were awesome, and yeah. just to hear the artists talk about, you know, what they thought in about winning the award, which is so cool. And then some of their idols are in the crowd, and they're right. just so it's really neat seeing how music is, you know, evolving and kind of passing on the torch to you know other artists. What do you think you would say if you ever stepped up there and, and got one, man? What would what would be wow. the first thing out of your mouth, man? I mean, that, that's I mean to put you on the spot. That's crazy, right? I'd probably go and be like, "Holy crap." <laughs> <laughs> well, we put it out there in the universe, man. So, yes, you know, if, if yes. a year from now you're going like, damn, me and L.A. Lloyd was just yes, talking about this, man. <laughs> yes, Well, you know, uh, your band obviously is, is a little rowdier than yeah. what, for Los Lonely Boys. But, you know, again, I think it's a good fit. But, for you know, sure. when you start start getting kind of grungy and, and dirty, I mean, yeah. do, you, do you get some, the people you can see down front? What's their expressions, man? This is our first show with Los Lonely Boys. So I hope, you know, that they... Their fans take us in, like. So this is the first this one. Is huh? the first oh, I didn't one. know that. I thought yes. you guys had done some other dates. Uh, this is our first show with Los Lonely Boys. Wow! So you may yes. be in for a surprise tonight. Dude. Yeah, we'll see, man. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So it'll 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 be cool, man. It'll be really cool. That's a good thing. Well, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about the band, uh, the Hired Guns. Uh, you know, because obviously people may hear that it's like, oh, he's just Geo, and he gets these guys to tour with him whenever he can pick up some guys. But that's not the story, man. So for people that didn't catch you last time you were on the show, yeah. talk about the Hired Guns and your bros in the band, man, and how long you guys have been together. Yeah, man, we've uh, there are my brothers, you know, and it the name started off as a funny little thing that we need to throw up on a marquee sign real quick and at the time i was hiring you know guys right so, right you know one of them was like man just hire guns and the hired gun stuck and it sounded cool or i think it sounds cool you yeah. know and then you meet people through life man i worked at a pawn shop met trejo <laughs> then i met trejo with chance and then i met just everybody man then my primo carlos you know plays the lead guitar right and, and then jared man I was always a little intimidated just because he's an amazing musician, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, he is, 
he has an ear for music. Right. And like when I asked him if he would play a show, I asked him for one show. Right? Really? I was like, dude, <laughs> just play one show, right? And he did. And then he played another one. Then it was kind of like, hey, man, would you want to be in the band, you know? And at yeah. that time, he left, I think, Coe's band, and he wasn't doing anything for a little while. Right. And I was just like, man, I got to jump on it before somebody else does. And So you got Coe's dude to come to your band? Well, they, I think Jared left or something, okay, you know. Okay, gotcha. You know, something, they just, you know. They in just, between. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh. And he went ways, and then I was just like, well, man, this is my opportunity to ask Jared if he you know, wants to be in the band, and he did, man. And it was just after that, it was just, I don't know, man. My boys are my boys, and I love them, man. It's yeah, all man. about timing. And let me tell you something about that name, Giovanni and the Hired Guns. When you look out there on that marquee, dude, that thing goes all the way across and then another line underneath it down there. So it's like, if you're going to put a big name on the marquee, make sure you can take up two lines, That's man. That's right. That's right, dude. <laughs> I love that, man. So um, let's talk a little bit about songwriting. Now, obviously, we've had Ramon Ayala, Overrated's the new song. I mean, two completely different songs. So obviously, your songwriting is... Is, is very in-depth so tell me a little bit about the process about how one song can be completely different from another one with uh, with all the guys sometimes i'm at my house and i'll shoot jared like this demo like i have a little you know garage band or whatever i use right. you know to mm-hmm. just record a little demo you know to get an idea and that starts off as just an idea yeah you know and then we'll go to the studio and we'll just be hanging out and we might have another idea whatever we feel that day is just what we write or we put down like if you feel you know good then we're gonna write a nice and groovy song you know if some of of us feel down or just want to grungy you know just whatever man like every song you hear is probably a mood that i was in or we were all in like i know numb when we wrote numb like i think i don't know what it was man but it was just everybody just zoomed in wow and we just, yeah, man, like, and you can, I feel like you can feel the emotion and numb, man. And yeah, man, that's what it's all about, dude. So that's our, that's our writing process, man. Like we'll find a nice tone and I'll try to find a, a groovy melody and it just goes from there. You know, when I listen to Tejano Punk Boys, I mean, I, I, it makes me feel good. The songs are, you know, up tempo and, and stuff like that. But, you know, obviously you got sad days too. Yeah. Do you stay away from the studio on the sad days or do you no. find that emotion as like it's really something great to write Absolutely. About? Because I could be feeling a way that somebody else feels. And it's like they could be feeling like that every single day. And I just feel like that one day. So it's just like, no, nah, you know. I got to express that out on, on pen and paper, man, you know. Well, uh, you know, last time I was with you was May of 2022, and uh, Ramon Ayala was number 18 on the Rock 30 at that time, eventually went on to be number one on active rock charts, <laughs> alternative charts. I mean, uh, for our listeners, just to give them some facts how big this is, it's the first time since 2006 that an artist's first career charting radio single hit number one at both alternative and active rock. That's since 2006, man. When you hear stats like that, dude, I mean, does it, <laughs> crazy, does it fall into place? Does it come to perspective? what do you feel like it's not it's a blessing man that's so cool it's so so cool that next time somebody does that again they're gonna say hey last time somebody did that it was giovanni and the hired gun right it's gonna be like i don't know man it's it's a it's a it's a really neat thing dude for sure i mean that's hard to believe it's been 16 years since that last happened no kidding man oh my gosh (laughs) 
<laughs> that is, man. That's been a, yeah. We talked a little bit about the uh, the videos last time you were here, and mm-hmm. how much fun you had with them. Sometimes it's like a tedious process. You got to do scenes yeah. over and over and over again. But I love your videos, man. They're fun. <laughs> they're they're you know they're comical, and you know uh, it looks like you're having a good time. So. Let's talk about the process of coming up with videos, the concepts, yeah. and if you are still a fan of doing them, or do you want to get in and get the hell out of there? It's weird. Like, I'll either be relaxing at the house and, you know, toke up one and just sit there and just stare <laughs> like my ceiling fan and just be like, man, just think of something, you know? And right. that's how all those videos came to be. Or my manager calls and he's just like, hey, man, what do you think about this? And then we just feed off of each other and come up with a music video but i i love it because you can you can bring the song like not that the song because you know words are you know but if you put like a music i mean a video to the music right man I, it, it gives it something else man you know like you picture that song like every time you hear that song you you know you'll think of that music video like oh you know or you know just whatever man i feel like it gives it a more of a dynamic to the song well the thing that i love about videos is you know and don't get me wrong performance videos are great but you know i've seen the band perform live so i want to see right. what it's not like i'm asking them to be an actor but right. you know it's like if you can put something like you said something that you do that's very memorable i mean you, you think about watching panama from van halen the first thing that comes to my mind is diamond dave swinging yeah. across the thing you know just something <laughs> goofy like that uh with videos is has there been something so crazy and, and maybe not from a financial standpoint because it just costs too much right. but have you had an idea where somebody's like dude there's no way in hell we can pull that off have you had anything like that no <laughs> I, I think the most extreme thing i asked for was i just want to have a video where it's just like an all-white room yeah and like i'm like in a bathtub full of blood wow and it's like up to like you know like my mouth and then that's it. And then it's just another scene, like just randomly, just like why is he sitting in a tub of blood, you know, like in this white room? I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, man. that's great, man. That would definitely be a memory yeah, for sure, dude. dude. No doubt. Thanks for retweeting that we were going to do the interview yeah, today. I dude. appreciate that. Uh, and if you go to Geo's uh, Twitter page there. You you can pin the very top thing, and and this is one you pinned a while back. But you know, if you haven't seen that, uh, Geo writes, "What if I told y'all we signed with the same management as Green Day, Weezer, Kurt Cobain Estate, Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, etc.? Would you believe me? Because you f-ing better Team Crush Music, baby. I mean, tell me about working with these guys and having all these amazing other artists on the on the same lineup, dude. It is so cool, man. It yeah. is like." so awesome man my manager griff morris he's amazing they they bust their ass for us like you know and bob mcclain man you know the big dog bob man yeah he uh he always checks in on me man you know make sure i'm doing good and they treat us so good bro and they have so many resources that crush music when you say that to somebody like that's in the industry like right. they're just like oh sh-, you know like oh, right they- right hell yeah you know so it's just like it's really cool, man. It's really cool having a team that is just a badass of a team, man. Did you see um, like almost immediate changes almost overnight as soon as you guys went there? Or was it still a, a strategy and a, and a building process? Kind of, yeah, man. It just felt like as soon as we – they asked, like, how many shows do you want to play this year? And we said, <laughs> "I don't, we don't care. And they said, okay. All right. <laughs> Dude, and they put our ass to work, man. They put our ass to work. Wow. To where, you know, I was 
Sometimes, man, you just got to go home, man. You Be just careful just, what you wish for, right? Yes, and and now this year we're strategizing how to do tours. <laughs> like, be like, hey, man, I can only do three shows in a row, then I got to have at least a day off. Right, man. my voice rested up. and Man, but we're all learning from each other. Like, I've never toured this much. We've never toured this much. Right. And it just, we're learning, and it's just adapting to the scenario that we're in, you know? So it's just... It's awesome, man. It's awesome because I'm learning new things. And I'm- so you're at a level now where a lot of you know uh, upcoming bands are, are are striving to be at. I mean, you definitely moved up a few notches since we last spoke in just a year. I mean, is it is it everything you hoped for, or is it things like you just had no idea it was going to be, or, or maybe talk about that? Man, uh, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. I could get a super emotional because wow. sometimes I don't feel like my this is real. Right. Like I was just a 13-year-old kid at one point working at my uncle's rock quarry, you know, like not thinking about this moment right here, right now, you know, not thinking 10 years from now or whatever. And it's just like, it's amazing that we're going to get to go. We're nominated for an iHeart Award. Oh, really? For an Alternative Artist of the Year. Wow. And I haven't told anybody this yet. Congratulations. But they also invited us to perform live at the iHeart Awards live on national television, bro. Good for you, man. Bro, dude. I'm very (laughs) proud. Well, we got a lot of iHeart radio stations that are running the uh, Rock 30, so man, that's that's great news, dude. It's crazy, man. I'm absolutely so blessed. I could cry, bro, for real. (laughs) It's just so awesome. Let it flow, man. Yeah, it's... It's awesome. I'm I'm so happy for yeah. We mentioned Co Wetzel a little bit, and you know uh, it's been kind of a strange year because I was really you know talking about Co late 2022, and then all of a sudden Hardy started coming on the scene. I was one of the first guys in rock radio to bring him on a national rock show. Right. His sh- song now uh, Jack is top ten. Co Wetzel has been you know I I p- think people just didn't know what to do with him because yeah. he's selling out. He's streaming like crazy. Uh, and now his song is is debuting. So, you know, I think diversity, and and I kind of give you guys credit. I mean, you guys really started changing it up from what sounded different from everything we were having on rock radio. So, I, I know you've got big history with Co. Man, what what do you yeah, got to say for the Co. fans or maybe the Co. haters today, dude? <laughs> Co. Like <laughs> like that, like dude. He he is a genius, man. Like. Whenever you put him, like, he's awesome, bro. Like, he is going to be, people are going to talk about him one day, man. Like, he's a talented dude, for sure. So, I mean, obviously you got history together. I mean, would you like to tour again? I mean, Dude, I would absolutely love that. I think, because I know our fans and his fans, like, all the time on Twitter, bro. All you see is we need a collab or we need a tour, Gio and Co. Like, I think that would be super sick. And then Co and Gio... Hey, that's three, you know, three letters, three letters. I love it, man. I can see the sign right (laughs) now, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I'm kind of happy, but I'm kind of bummed at the same time that uh, the first time I'm going to see Co is over here at the Moody Center. I mean, you're at 15,000, 18,000 people, man. That's crazy. I I wish that I had a chance to see him on a more smaller scale with the history you have, but uh, is he killing it in the big arenas, man? I've seen him from (laughs) a Stephenville bar that only held like 1,200 people. Wow. but I'm pretty sure they put like 2,000. They just crammed them in there, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know? To just see him, like it was just a hot box in this room, and he played acoustic, and it was just like, what the hell is going on, right, man? You right. know? So it's just like, you know? 
the the one thing that um, you know, back to you know, me, me asking about the co-haters is you know some people are going like, well, dude, he's country man. I was like, how many people in rock just get on stage with this? I don't give a. F- uh-huh. I mean, it's, how much more rock and roll can you get than that, dude? And he does not get too. <laughs> I've seen him throw slam break bottles like crazy on stage, dude. Well, I am so looking forward to uh, yeah, to man. seeing that man. You're gonna you're gonna have a blast, dude. And now they have pyro, dude. So He's bringing the sick. whole show, huh? Yeah, dude. I love it, uh-huh. man. You know, going back to the early days, you talk about working in a quarry, and you know, never envisioning that you would be sitting, you know, where you're at today. Uh, you kind of said that. Um, it really started uh, from the first big heartbreak, you know, and, and even overrated could possibly be like, well, she's over me. She thinks I'm overrated. But obviously, heartache can, you know, give you success and lead to some great songwriting. Um, tell me about the young teenage Giovanni and, and when it really kind of set in like this girl broke my heart and I'm going to write a song. And how did that lead to where you are, you know, yeah. being serious about a career in music? Yeah, man, I listened to a lot of in high school, like my younger teen years, I listened to a lot of, cause I moved to a town called Lapan, Texas. And around there, you know, country folk, you right. know, and I came from mineral wealth, Texas, where it was just, you know, streets and whatever. Right. So we get there and it's just like, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes. Right. And you, and that's where I learned my manners. And it's just like, okay, and I started listening to uh, Randy Rogers, you know, yeah. Wade Bowen and all these other guys, man. And I'm just like, man, this is good music, man. Like, this is this is amazing, right? Like, I just love the song, the storytelling. And then I started dating and boom, <laughs> my heart got broke, right? <laughs> and I listened to him so much. I was like, man, I want to have a song. And I started just writing. And then eventually, man, I want to do something bigger. I went to the open mic, went from my pan, drove to Stephenville, and started doing open mics in Stephenville, man. Wow. And that's where everything, I think I got tipped 10 bucks, man. I know I got, I say I think, I know I got tipped $10 because <laughs> I played La Bamba. Oh, wow. I played La Bamba at that the open mic, crazy. man. And this guy gave me a $10 tip, and I grabbed it. After I got done, I took it back to him, like, hey, man. I can't take this. This is just open mic, dude. Like, you know, he's like, no, man. Like, he's like, all right. He's like, how about this? He's like, I run like this country club. He's like, come play for me. After that, I was just like, and it didn't, hasn't stopped since that day. Really? Since that day, man. That is a great story, man. Well, let's talk about uh, Overrated. Uh, You know, it's, uh, I guess, you know, it's a great song. It's doing well in the Rock 30. But the, the question is, when you have a song, uh, like Ramon Ayala, like yeah. you said, is breaking these records, and you know you're doing the the award show. You you got to start thinking that's when you need a little help from maybe management and promotion. Yeah. Like, dude, we we got to have a follow up song because you don't want to be one hit Giovanni and the no. Higher Guns. You yeah. want to keep them coming, man. Heck so yeah. what's the what was the story about picking this one as a follow up? Man, um, somebody um, sent our producer this song. Or the just the chorus, okay. Just the overrated part, right? And I was just like, okay, this is cool, right? And I and I went home that day, right after the studio. And my fiance, now my fiance, she was at home. She said something, bro. Like you know, like I didn't throw, like put the dishes away or something. <laughs> and she's just like, you know, you're starting to get a big head, Bob. I'm just like, it's a dish. Like chill out. <laughs> and then after that, that, the next day we go back to the studio and I was just like, bro, let's run that song one more time. And it was just like, she's over me. And it was just, 
I mean, it just it flows so well, dude. But Thanks, I mean, you man. know, I'm gonna piss off all the women. But what's that saying? Is like no matter how hot she is, some dude, somebody is putting her, somewhere is putting up with her. Shit. That's right, dude. <laughs> That's right, man. That is right, dude. I read this interview where you were asked one time, you know, what is something that people will be surprised about you? And you said that you really didn't uh, learn English until you started uh, school because your family yeah. spoke Spanish at home. Uh-huh. Obviously, that is, uh, you know, a, a challenge, if you will. But, um, you know, what, what was that like, you know, uh, trying to finally, you know, obviously where you're living at, like you said, there's the yes ma'am, no ma'am, growing up, the streets, or wherever you might have been at. I don't know exactly where you're at this yeah, point in your life right. or where you, what city you were in, but what, what was, it, was it like making that transition to making English, you know? Your- I don't know if I really remember a whole lot of it. I just, that's all I knew was... How old are we talking here? I was probably five, six years old, man. Okay. And... Yeah, dude. I mean, my mom, I mean, all she knew was Spanish. So my dad would talk to her in Spanish. My dad knew Spanish and English. Yeah. So, but I didn't know. I just spoke Spanish. Yeah. So today, I mean, is English your first language or it just depends on where you're at? Yeah. It just depends where I'm at. Yeah. For sure. And now my mom speaks speaks awesome English. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. So it's. No, were it's they awesome. born in the States or they no, come in my, from Mexico? Yeah, my mother was born in Tula, Tamaulipas. Okay. Yeah, man. So, yeah, she came over here and then uh, she met my dad and in Abilene, Texas. and Practiced a little bit and little Gio was born. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Warner Music Nashville. Uh-huh. Now, that's uh, your, your label now that released to Hano Punk Boys back in October of last year. Uh, tell me about getting signed with them because, again, I mean, you are you got the big uh, the management team. Did you have the management team before the label, or how did that uh, fall yeah, into place? I had the management team before the label. Okay, well, tell me about getting linked with Warner then. There was a couple labels that, like we're coming out to our shows. I think like at one point we had like six labels. Wow, coming out to our shows, man. Like That's Atlantic, killer. Cap. Like it was nuts, man. Big Loud with Hardy and all yep. them. Like mm-hmm. their guys came out, man. They were all amazing guys, you know. Right. And uh, Warner Nash, man. I don't know what it was about them. Like it was just awesome. And then I went to fly out and got to meet uh, Warner Brothers, like their big office, and right. I got to meet. Uh, a Warner Latina too, bro. Okay, and, and it was just so awesome. And I'm just like, this was before we signed, right? And it was just amazing. I was just like, did wow. you kind of know when you stepped into the office in the hallways? This is this 100%. is home. I yes. Mean, how did you know that, man? It was just the vibe that they had. Like, it was awesome. Like, and they have three different labels that we could possibly all fit in right you know yeah for sure warner's a big outfit that's what i'm saying so it's just like it's awesome because then you know they can figure out where to put us you know what i mean so it is awesome man it was it was amazing when you walk in there it was just like wow dude and Nashville, man, I mean, like, it's, it's amazing how yep. big Nashville is. It, it, it seems like it is the place, I mean, bigger than L.A. and New York right now in, in regard to what's happening with music. Right. I mean, at least bands breaking out yes. of, you know, Nashville. I mean, because mm-hmm. in Austin used to be that way, but we just got more uh, more tech now. And the music yeah. thing seemed like it all went to Nashville, which right. kind of bums me out, you know. Yeah. But uh, Nashville is a, is a great city, man. Do you spend yeah. a lot of time there? Man, um, not really. Because I, I really don't have very don't have much time. time. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but I know uh, I think a week from now I'm going to be flying out there. and I'm going to go to – they're going to have uh, 
uh, the Latina side of Warner come down. They're gonna have like a whole writing group, so I'm gonna go to that and see what see what I can come up with, man. I've never done a co-write with uh, like in person, man. Right. So I think you'll do great, man. Yeah, I hope, man. You'll just I sit think right it'll there be and cool. knock it out, man. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, to close out the show today, I always like to do a little artist pick. So outside of the two singles we've talked about, maybe give me another one off uh, to Hano Punk Boys as as one of your picks, and it could be because you I like the way it sounds yeah. on the record, or it's fun to do live, or just give me a why you why you chose it. Um, numb. Okay, we talked a little bit. So tell me about that one a little bit more. Man, um, that song. I think we were gonna put it on the Bad Habits, but it didn't sound anything like it does right now. Okay, it was just like an idea. And that idea, like, you know, kept going on and on. And then on the Tejano Punk Boys, we were just like, yo, yo, hang on, man. We have this idea that it just clicked in the back of, of my mind, you know, yeah. and I had it on my phone I, and we listened to it. Well, they turned that into what it is now, nice. into something that I didn't think was going to, you know, it kind of sounds deftony. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like this eerie, like, and then it just punches you in the <laughs> face for a second <laughs> you know and then it just brings you back down to just like right this ride man yeah that's one of my favorite songs bro. well you know the, the it's, it's it's so bizarre that um you know the song is called numb because i was thinking dumb from nirvana and and, and nirvana <laughs> always had that that really it could be like just kind of you know dark overtone and all of a sudden just punches you yes. right in the face man so yeah, i man. love that style of songwriting Heck man yeah, i really dude. do so good pick we'll definitely play that one today, yeah man. dude all right well thank you geo higher guns uh, on the tour and coming to your city it doesn't look like uh their management's gonna let them rest too much so man <laughs> i i, I wish you the best and uh it's gonna be great seeing you man yes sir thank you man